Are you wondering how to use your love of writing to glorify God and bless others, but you aren't really sure where to start? Or maybe you've been writing for a while, but now you want to start putting that work out into the world for others to read. If so, you are not alone and you are in the right place. My name is Amy Simon, and this is the Purposeful Pen Podcast, where we uncover how to build a writing life that brings joy to us, glory to God, and benefits others. Hello, and welcome to the Purposeful Pen Podcast. Today, I am talking about Substack. What is Substack, you ask? It is a, well, relatively new type of platform for writing and other things. It's been around for a few years, but um, I feel like it has recently been gaining a lot of momentum from writers, and for good reason. So I want to talk about some of the pros, some of the cons, how it works, just to kind of give you an introduction to it, just to help you decide if it might be a good platform for you. It might be, it might not be. Kind of depends on where you're at in your writing journey and what you need. So what is Substack? Substack is a basic email service and a basic website service combined. So you can use it as your email service provider. It will give you the option to create a welcome email. So when someone subscribes to your Substack, your um, publication is what they call it, you can have a custom welcome email that they will, a new subscriber will automatically get. But unlike other types of email service providers like MailChimp, MailerLite, Flowdesk, ConvertKit, there are no other options for any automations or any other bells and whistles. So if you do email sequences or you want to tag subscribers, things like that, um, depending on what they're interested in, you really can't do that very well or at all in Substack. You do have some design options, but they're relatively limited. You can have a banner, picture banner on the top. You can include pictures and video and even audio in your emails um, and make some decisions on colors and fonts and things like that. But there's not endless choices, which that can be helpful or not, depending on what you what is important to you and where you're at. So from a website standpoint, what it is is your posts of whatever type. So whether it's video posts, written posts, or audio posts, like this podcast, for example, I host on Substack. Every type of content, whenever you create a post, it goes out to all of your email subscribers. And then it also stays on your main page. So it's almost like a website and an email service combined. Some other advantages to it, it is very plug and play. Like it's very easy to set up. You're not putting in tons and tons of work to create your own website. Um, It's also free no matter how many subscribers you have. Other email service providers frequently have, they might have a free version up until you get so many email subscribers and then you have to start paying. With Substack, it's free to use, regardless of how many subscribers you have. There are no ads, and there are no algorithms, with one exception that we'll get to in a minute. So 
everybody gets all of your posts in their email inboxes. That's super cool. That's a, that's a great benefit to it. Um, you can also choose to have some or all of your content behind a paywall, meaning that readers have to become paid subscribers in order to read it. So this is completely up to you. You never have to turn on paid subscribers. You can keep all of your content free forever. That's totally fine. But if you would like to try to earn some income from your writing, you can opt to have all of your content or some of your content be ones that people have to pay for. And the paid option, it comes in the form of a monthly or yearly subscription. So again, this isn't what you're paying, this is what your readers would pay. So they can have a monthly subscription. They can pay a year in advance. They usually get a little bit of a discount when they do that. There's also something called founding members who pay a little bit more to, because they want to support your work. So they, Substack recommends like their default price that they put in there is about $8 a month, but you can change that. You can charge $5 a month. You can charge $20 a month, whatever you want to, um, you decide that. So if you turn on paid subscriptions, then Substack takes a percentage off of that. That's how they make their money. And Stripe, which is the company that they use to facilitate collecting the money, um, there also is a, a fee for that. Like So they take a percentage off of that. But you are not paying any upfront fees. It is only when you have subscribers that you end up paying those fees and that is taken off of the amount that you are paid from your subscriptions. What are some of the different features in Substack? So the main feature is your posts. Like I said, you can have writing posts, you can have video content, you can have audio content like a podcast or something like that. And all of that goes right to your email subscribers. There also is an option called chat, which is for your subscribers. And um, I have seen people use the chat feature in different ways. Some will make the chat for paid subscribers only. And in particular, if the content that the person is writing about is kind of deeper, more personal, and they want sort of a layer of privacy around that, you know, you're not going to see trolls trying to get into a paid chat, you know? So if you have something that you're offering only for paid subscribers, that creates kind of a little bit of, of privacy and protection there. So chats are just for subscribers. You can make them paid or they can be free also. Um, then there's a feature called notes, which is kind of like Twitter but without the dumpster fire. <laughs> I'm personally not a Twitter fan. Um, but it you can post whatever you want in there. You can post your posts in there or share other people's things. That does have some semblance of an algorithm. Um, it can be a helpful way to find other people you want to read their content. And it can also be a way to interact with others and possibly gain subscribers. So that portion of it is a little social media-esque, but you don't have to use it. You don't have to use the notes feature or chats or any of that. You, you can just post posts. It's totally fine too. So some of the pros 
for Substack. It is super easy to get started, like I mentioned earlier. So if you are intimidated by the tech aspect or the money output of setting up a website and or an email service provider, um, this is a great option to just jump in and write. You know, if those things are the stumbling block for you, um, Substack is a great way to just get started. I just wanna put out content. Um, you can also experience some organic growth from within Substack. So they have it set up where you can recommend other publications. So when someone subscribes to you, they get this little thing that pops up and says, hey, Amy s suggests you know this, this podcast and this publication, and would you like to subscribe to those too? Um, so that's a neat feature. And then other people can recommend you and you can get new subscribers that way just by posting content. So that's nice. Um, you can also be found organically through posting notes and interacting in the notes feature also. Another pro is that turning on the paid option is really very easy. Um, so if you were looking for ways to um, try and get paid for your writing, it's an easy way to do that from a tech standpoint. So some of the cons. Well, it doesn't have all the functionality of a full service email provider, like I mentioned before. So if you wanna do email sequences and tags and all of that sort of thing, like you're not gonna be able to do that in Substack. The other con is that SEO is kind of questionable, although it is in process. So. SEO is search engine optimization. As of right now, in winter of 2024, Substack content does not frequently or if ever show up under Google searches. Um, they are working on it, but it is still, that part is still in process. Google does what they call crawl Substack content. They go through it but it usually doesn't come up in their search engine results, which there's a lot of super technical reasons for that that I don't really understand, but they're working on it. However, because Google does crawl Substack content, if you are posting both, like say you have your own website and you're posting the same content both on Substack and in your website, that can cause Google to frown on you because they see that, oh, there's duplicate content here, which can trigger their um, plagiarism alert. They can think that someone is plagiarizing you or you've plagiarized someone else because it's the same content both places. And so I understand that they are working on that also, being able to recognize, no, this was both produced by the same person. This is not plagiarism. But as of right now in 2024, they are still working on that. So that can cause some problems if you have your own website um, and if you want to use SEO as a tool to grow your platform. Substack may not be the best place to do that just yet. Um, another con is that notes, the notes feature can really feel like social media. And so if you don't wanna have anything to do with social media, that may be enough to turn you off. Um, now you don't have to use the notes feature, but it is there and a temptation. So depending on your feelings about social media, that could be a con. Um, if you already have a website, you really have to figure out 
what purpose it's going to serve. Is it going to work along with Substack? Some people post a Substack post and don't have their entire blog post in Substack, but then create a link that goes to their website. Well, that's an option too. Um, but as with a lot of things, like Substack seems to work better if you're all in using it the way that it's designed to work um, rather than trying to use it piecemeal. So is it for you? If you are getting started and you're put off by the effort or the cost of having your own website and getting set up with an, an email service provider, then Substack is a wonderful option for you. I highly recommend it. If you already have a website and um, want to do anything with SEO as far as growing your platform that way, um, then Substack may not be the best option for you. Um, really leaning into your website, learning more about SEO and those sorts of practices might be a much better option for you. And here's the thing, you can always change later. Like you own all of your Substack content, all of your Substack email subscribers. They belong to you. You can very easily export those email subscribers into a different email service provider later on. So there's nothing wrong with getting started in Substack, getting some email subscribers, and then later down the road, okay, now I'm in a place, I want to develop my own website, I want to have my own email service provider that has a little more functionality in it, well, you just move over to that, it's totally fine. So um, not a problem there. The only thing that does not change over is if you have paid subscribers, you don't get to keep their credit card <laughs> information. So if you want to move paid subscribers, including like the payment part of it, you can't, you can't do that. You would have to ask them again to pay in some other platform. So I hope this is helpful. If you have questions about Substack, feel free to put them in the comments and I will answer as um, I am able to. I switched this podcast to Substack back in uh, September of 2023. And I have really enjoyed it as a podcasting platform because for podcasting, all of my posts, I mean, y'all know, it goes right to their people's inboxes instead of me waiting for them to go to their podcasting platform like iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is and finding my next episode. Instead, they get it in their email inboxes, which I really like. Um, it's easier to comment and like episodes through Substack than it is if they are listening to podcast episodes on a different platform. So I have really liked it a lot. There has been some organic growth through Substack itself. And so I have really liked it for that. But you have to decide where you are at in your writing process and whether Substack is a good option for you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Substack to take advantage of additional resources. Comment on the chat questions and see what others are saying as well. There are also journaling prompts you can download to further process the things we talk about in each week's episode. You can further support the podcast by liking it, commenting on it, and of course, sharing it with others.